Cat Gang should be showing up, should be joining us here shortly. I am, of course, the Magical Mr. Mephisto. This is episode 68 of AOS, AOS Rantcast. Look at me stammering over my own pitch. That's how planned I am. Okay. Um, this is, of course, Mephisto's Merry Month of Death. Uh, this is the second week we will be featuring Flesh Eater Courts. I am joined tonight by a very special guest. She is an extended member of the Pants Mafia. Uh, she has a wall of death trophy, or she has a wall of trophies uh, from sports to hobby. And recently, I believe it was last year, Dragonfall, you picked up your best death. Uh, and over 100 yeah. tournament games played with Flesh Eater Courts between both books. And uh, Tanya, uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. So, so I actually wanted you. I, I part of the reason I really wanted you on the show was one, you know, like the local connection. I really like to to feature my friends. <laughs> like, uh, but but also, uh, you know, you you played Flesh Eater Courts through both books. You weren't just like the the bandwagon that everyone kind of gets heat for. Um, you're not an AOS two baby. Right. Like you you were like you were in the you were you were ride or die with Flesh Eater Courts there for a while. So, yeah, oh, it's uh, it's been a, a long, fun road. Uh, it's kind of the first army I think I was doing when points dropped. Prior to that, I was goofing around with some of my old Dark Elf stuff, but when points dropped, it was uh, it's pretty much flush your ports all the way, right? Right, so, so that the what I call the dark ages before points existed. <laughs> so, so you actually have a, a established, I mean, you you played Warhammer Fantasy Battle. You want to take me through how you kind of got into Warhammer, when you got into Warhammer, and kind of what got you into Warhammer? Yeah. Um, so I started playing Warhammer. I was painting a little bit before that, but I started playing in about 7th edition uh, fantasy with Dark Elves. Uh, always always a big fan of the Witch Elves and Dark Elves and those who um, have even just seen my, my Twitter handles and things have probably figured out that uh, Dark Elves are a big thing for me. Um yeah, but, yeah, your uh, Twitter handle is, uh, is my, of course, Dark yeah. Elf Sorceress, if people want to follow you and, and, and kind of see some of your progress with your hobby, because I know you you do a, a great deal of hobby as well. I do, and, and I'm kind of all over the map sometimes, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Dark Elves was where I started at. I played those uh, pretty much exclusively. I did dabble in some Vampire Count stuff, um, because bats are awesome, and that's where bats <laughs> live. It's in, a, it's in the Vampire Counts book. Um, but I couldn't really make an army that I wanted using, like, just bats because, you know, they weren't uh, core or something, you know, similar to battle line now. Um, so I had, like, some skeletons and things like that along the way. Uh, I loved the, the, the Vargolf model when it came out way back then. I have three metal ones sitting on my shelf that uh, are frequent my Flesh Eater Forts armies. Um, and so when... You know, end times happened. It was kind of weird and crazy. I still mostly played Dark Elves all the way up through that. Uh, Sigmar came out, and I wasn't that interested at first. Um, it was a big, big change from uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Um, but the majority of the fantasy players that I knew, that I hung out with, that we went to events with, um, were kind of switching over to it. So, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Um, pre-points, it was it was a crazy ride. I just kind of tried to throw in the Dark Elf stuff I was playing prior to Age of Sigmar, and it was it was a horrible, horrible mess because those things didn't have any synergies. Um, but 
uh, eventually they got there. Right. Anyway, so when points dropped, uh, Flesh Eater Quartz was a great option. It allowed me to play bad armies, although it didn't allow me to fold in the bat swarms and... Um, well, like flares are bat like. Oh, bat. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And 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 you'll notice, uh, or anyone who's uh, seen my stuff, played me, uh, flares are really what what flares and terror guys are kind of what my lists consist of. Um, so you know, bats. Bats are cool. <laughs> bats are cool. That's actually really metal. I think it's interesting because um, so like I'm a uh, uh, you know I I uh, the other army I was about to collect it was like dark elves and then my friend. Uh, back in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, this is like Vampire Council just kind of come out, and I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna, right. you know, the other battle tome I essentially owned was uh, was Dark Elves, and so I think there's like there's got to be a commonality between Death players uh, and like like in the like edgy like Dark Elves and stuff like that because you have some similar like some overlapping iconography. There's a very like vampiric quality I think to to Dark Elves themselves, and let alone Witch Elves who are actually like you know blood crazed and stuff. So. So I, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a coincidence that you also like uh you like dark elves and stuff like that. Uh, this might be our first tangent of the night. So if you're playing the rant cast drinking game that you're not supposed to to uh, play, because it <laughs> might kill you. Um, it, it like Reckon. if 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 dark elves I can, like, I can take you on even further tangent. <laughs> yeah, if Malarian elves come out, are you going to be a buyer? Like, do you think you you would buy into Malarian uh, elves or? Gotta gotta see what it'll what it'll entail. I mean, Dark Elves. What I what I ran a lot of was Will, so we already have that with Daughters of Cain, and I have that on the shelf with things that I need to work on. Um, you know, so you'll see those from me eventually again. They actually making some surprise appearances in my cities at Sigmar list um, because they're way better than executioners. <laughs> uh, so so they've uh, they've been hanging out in my in my living city list right now. Right on. Um, right on. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, chat gang here just sounding off real quick. Uh, uh, Furious Bumblegoose says, "Bring on Malarian." Vanilla Sauce says, "Tanya confirmed she is Batwoman." Um, <laughs> Razor Tree says, uh, "Started with Dark Elves." I approve. Uh, and Terrorgeist is, of course, a big bat. Yes, yes, kicker. Terrorgeist is probably the biggest of bats. <laughs> uh, Razor Tree announcing that the kids are in bed. He's off tomorrow. He has rum. Let's get some feck. Uh, I uh, I am in, and uh, cheers to you, my friend. Um, I approve. So chat gang already pop, uh, popping off. Elf Joe, uh, the aptly named Elf Joe, says there can never be enough elves. <laughs> so, uh, I approve of that statement as well. Yeah, as basic materials. <laughs> That's me. Leave the bats alone. Like, actually, I, I actually like bats IRL, too. Like, uh, Molly can't stand them, but we go to the Milwaukee County Zoo, or we used to rather frequently. I hang out in the bat room for, like, a long time. Like, a disturbing amount of time. I'm just yeah. like, uh, like, fruit bats especially. Like, they're adorable. And they just, like, they have these weird licky tongues, you know? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I went uh I was at the Omaha Zoo, and they have um, the one exhibit where the bats are pretty much free to free to fly around. I think it's like the South American exhibit or something like that. They're just literally free to fly around all over the area that you're walking through. It's pretty awesome. That's metal. Yeah. The bats. Yeah. So, um, so, 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 okay, back, back, a little bit back on the topic here. So you get into Flesh Eater Quartz. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, all she wrote for you know a few, a few years. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you said you like gravitate towards the flares. 
Uh, Brendan actually said your list right before the the second book drop was actually a really killer list. Um, you care to? Do you know what he might have been yeah. referring to? Like what they, that? Uh... I, I know exactly. I know exactly what it is, and I and I pulled it up because it was pretty awesome. And then the new book dropped, and I couldn't summon in a thousand more points anymore. <laughs> so, so, uh, so sort of like so this. Right, go ahead. Yeah, right yeah. by the end of that new book. Right by the end of that old book, uh, I found a list that I was really enjoying. Um, it did have, you know, ghouls in it, which aren't bats, but uh, you kind of stuff with them sometimes. Um, but it allowed me to summon in a thousand extra points, roughly. I don't remember the exact points right now. Um, but it was, uh, King, I, I don't even know if I can share a screen or anything like that. But have, uh, You uh, can. There's a, there's a screen share uh, button right down there in the middle. Um, you've got your microphone, and in between your microphone and your camera, yeah. share your screen. Figure out, figure out how to use this fancy thing here. Um, one of the many one. advantages yeah, of Discord. Okay. Boom! There it is. Um, all this, all the Zoom calls have taught me how to use technology better. I guess. There you go. Um, I'm gonna do half screen, better half screen on my screen. Uh, so it was a King on Terrorgeist, right? And you didn't have, we didn't have access to a bunch of things. Um, you know, all the new spells and all that stuff. So you're pretty limited. Uh, Aether Quartz was a must-have for all my lists. I know it wasn't everybody's favorite at that time for Flesh Eater Quartz. I think a lot of people gravitated towards, like, Griff Feather Charm and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I was King on Terrorgeist, a couple of Ghoul Kings on foot, a couple of Vargolfs, the minimum battle line, three-time man ghouls to make it legal, uh, a three- and a six-man flayer, and then this Royal Family Battalion, which I don't really think anybody was goofing around with at the time. Uh, and that Royal Family Battalion, because I want to make sure I get it right, pull my old book here, um, <laughs> was either a King on Terrorgeist or on Zombie Dragon, and then two to six Ghoul Kings, right? Right. So with that battalion in the older book, and the, the makeup is the same in the current book, but the rules are different. So whenever you, whenever you called forth a, a what was it? For the manner, each time a courtier uses an army ability to call forth an additional flesh eater quartz models, add one additional model to the eligible unit if the courtier is within 10 of a royal family model when the ability is used. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't even think I used that part of it that much. Probably, probably um, just to get your drops down and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but summon Psychophant was the part that um, we used. So if you had fewer than six ghoul kings, you could use that ability instead of any other abilities that they're normally able to use. Um, if they do so, set up a new important ghoul king within three inches of the edge of uh, the battlefield, more than nine away from the models. So I would bring in, so you bring in new ghoul kings. So it allowed me to bring in two ghoul kings for the for the cost of one, like for the, the summoning command point option of one. You could only do it one time. Um, but you bring in two ghoul kings. Are you still there? Oh my. Um, so yeah, you bring in the two ghoul kings, um, and then like, oh my gosh, we lost her. I'm sure she'll be back. Um, and, there, and... there we go. Yeah, it was, there was that window essentially, Vanilla Sauce, of, of AOS 2, where Flesh Eater Quartz hadn't come out yet. Um, Flesh Eater Quartz hadn't come out yet, and, uh, 
you have this sort of like uh, in between window, which which many of you may may know, but some people may not. You have this sort of in between window of like the old book. They had just gotten rid of reinforcement points, um, and and so like you you just like a lot of their summoning that had sort essentially relied on um, reinforcement points. Like there was some low key heat in Flesh Eater Courts because all that summoning that had like a throttle mechanism on it was gone. And the only real throttle to it was essentially, com you know, command abilities and stuff like that, uh, which they had a, uh, they had an all right time. Uh, let's see what she hops back in here. They had a, they had a pretty decent time being able to, um, like, you know, farm some CPs. You you didn't have the limit to, uh, you didn't have the limit to, uh, um, uh, how many extra you could buy and stuff like that. So you could actually like sort of spam off a lot of these summons and like yeah some of your war scrolls were weak but when you're playing with three thousand a three thousand point army versus a two thousand point army um and you play a board control sort of zoning style game you can really like kind of bully people just with just the sheer volume of stuff i was kind of sorry waiting for you to kind of hop back in here yeah, uh, I did, uh, had to, had to so play for time in. yeah my mic working? No. Yep, you're good. Anybody? You're good. I can hear you. Can you all hear right, me? cool. All right, awesome. Just telling me that it wasn't working. So, all right. Um, yeah. It. So, yeah. Two extra ghoul kings. Two extra units of ten ghouls in addition to the other two ghoul kings units of ten ghouls in addition to the ghoul king on terror guys <laughs> three flares. And you're running around with two extra casters, two extra heroes that are able to give your, um, you know, your save abilities and stuff like that around. Yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty crazy, and and it was working pretty well. Uh, it's um, it's it's almost. Oh, go ahead. Great. Hey, Owen, the new book dropped. It, it's almost like um, the no, the Napoleonic version of Flesh Eater Courts, because the new the new Flesh Eater Courts is not that anymore. The the I'd still say there's a there's a small amount of the. A quantity like enough has a uh, has a quality of its own. There's a little bit of that, but but with that list you're talking about, it very much was the quantity was the quality because there wasn't a lot of like other quality in the list. Um, you were just sort of mm. being rather oppressive and exactly vanilla sauce. Um, ben, yeah, Ben Ben had a. I always forget if it's Nova or or um, if it was Nova or LVO. I think it was Nova. He he took a. Like a, essentially like a big summon. He was heavy on flares, as I recall, but he he took a list like that and ended up winning, mm -hmm. um, winning it all yeah. with it. Um, so so and then the new book drops was where I kind of cut you off. Yeah, um, you know, so the new book dropped. Um, I was just kind of getting to the point where I was getting really comfortable, and I I'd argue maybe even good with the list that I was just describing. Um, new book drops. Royal Family doesn't work the same way, which takes out, um, you know, four additional summons. Uh, so, <laughs> kind of switch gears. The funny thing was, I was able to take the base list and just swap it with the new book points-wise. Nothing changed there, but obviously the, the mechanics of how it all went together changed. And, you know, good things. You get uh, mount traits, you get access to the delusions and access to the... Um, the grand courts and stuff like that um but negative lost a bunch of something so so you i mean the strategy just completely broke down so so you kind of had this like yeah. no man the this uh the this sort of like um like weird sort of like no fly zone or or like this middle period where you I, i'd imagine you were trying to make the old list work or did you just 
immediately switch off of it or did you, or like how did that work um i yeah i tried i tried in the initial moment to make the old list work um i honestly i think i got kind of lucky the weekend i tried it out it was a three round event at grognard i think i played brendan and zach um and i think i beat both of them which was impressive for me and then uh then lost my third game to some super fun eels uh, <laughs> from uh, josh my buddy josh so right. it was um so I, I kind of felt good about it after that like oh okay this might work and then i think i played it a few more times and realized no nah, it's just not, not, not this yeah it's not in the cards to do yeah yeah um so vanilla sauce kind of jumped the gun a little bit here but what's your uh, uh new book favorite delusion uh delusion or grand court ah uh, yeah i mean it's it's probably still bristle gore's court like i mean it's just it's just good. Terror guys are awesome. It's so great. It, you know what? It, it's even great for all those other little heroes too. Like Ghoul Kings coming in with their um, their six attacks and then striking extra when they roll sixes. I mean, it was just fun. I've had Ghoul Kings do way more. Just Ghoul Kings on foot, by the way. Uh, do way more than they should reasonably be able to do with their threes and threes, rend one, damage one. Yeah. Um, I've killed. What did I? Ah. Oh. Killed a, I killed a zombie. Dra- I, I killed a ghoul king on zombie dragon the one time, and I was ecstatic. With your uh, foot, with your little foot, dead, ghoul king. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that moment, uh, that, that little moral victory at the end there. Everything else died. My ghoul king, uh, you know, he, he did it. He killed the zombie dragon. I still lost, but uh, it was it was fun. Yeah, I see. I, I think this is this actually leads to one of the takes. So before you had this sort of uh, uh, quantity has a quality all its own type list that that was like the old and i think that was the old reality for flesh eater courts in general the new reality for flesh eater courts is like they suddenly find themselves and i think there's an interesting little sort of like uh point counterpoint or balance counterbalance amid all the like the death uh factions right now i think we have this like really neat equilibrium flesh eater courts actually ended up becoming our monster mash army so like you're you're running two, you know, usually two monster trucks with wings, or you know, gigantic bats. Kind of as like a core of the list, and then from there it's like, okay, now what else? And and I think that's a really cool dichotomy right. because uh, Night Haunt and uh, Night Haunt and uh, and and Legion of Nagash actually kind of step a little bit on each other's foots because they're both like very horde heavy death, and then obviously Ossiarch Bone Reapers are like our elite death. So I think there's like an interesting like within those you know ignoring the overlap between sort of Night Haunt and and Legions of Nagash, which has its own sort of dissonance. We'll we'll talk about in the later episode. Um, <laughs> ignoring the fact that those two like kind of step on each other's toes, you have then like Horde Undead. If you want to play Horde Undead, you go this direction. If you want to rock the Monster Mash, you go this direction. And if you want to be like elite kind of grinders, you go this direction. And I think that that makes like a nice little like um, if you're a Death player. You, you have this, like, really awesome decision to make between, like, how you want to play, and monster trucks are a lot of fun. <laughs> so, I think there's no shame in loving sure. Gristlegore. Um, so, I mean, because you had this OG status, I feel like you, you maybe dodged a little bit of that Gristlegore hate early on, or, or how did you process that when that was happening? Because I think that was a very, a, a big part of the reality for a lot of people is... First off, tons of people are still playing Flesh Eater Courts that kind of jumped on that bandwagon, quote unquote, right? The one of the ones, one of the bandwagons you were, per- yeah. for all intents and purposes, driving. But um, the thing about bandwagon fans is, if they stay, 
they're just fans. And so maybe we need to not be harsh towards like so so-called bandwagoners because again, they're just fans usually. Um, and a lot of people still playing Flesh Eater Courts, though I think I've seen people migrate away from Gristle Gore. How how was it in those sort of early days of Gristle Gore for you? Like, what was your experience with that and and some of the community? I think most uh, most people were still pretty negative towards it um, in general. I, I didn't really care. I mean, it was what I was playing before. It just made it better. So, uh, yeah, I was going to play it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and I, I dabbled with, like, Blisterkin. Uh, you know, I had a lot of people argue that Feast Day was better. And, you know, maybe they're right um, for different reasons. But, I mean, I just just couldn't. You just I don't know. You just can't knock how good Gristlebore is. And I know why people hate it. I mean, it's... Well, it's 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 not it, you know, it's, 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 yeah. if people are, are hating it now, like how very you know twenty eighteen of you or I have no idea. I've completely lost <laughs> sense of all time. Um, like get, I, they fixed it the exact way they needed to fix it, which is like when you charge, then you do the thing, right? Like it, that fixes it. That means that there is counterplay, and that's all there needed to be. I'd actually pause that they went a touch too far, overcorrecting some other stuff in that book, but uh. But I digress. Well, no, no, I don't digress. This is the Flesh Eater Courts episode. The fact that you can't buy and stack <laughs> command points anymore already nerfed that army. The fact that you can't start the game with with it's, uh... plus two. You know, you spend a hundred points on on uh, on command points. You have a battalion, and mm-hmm. Aether Courts Brooch is like gone forever. Like the fact that you can't do yeah. that anymore, like already brought the army like down a peg and then they nerfed gristle gore and that brought it down yet another peg um the one was like so like you have that sort of like targeted nerf and then they got a essentially a meta nerf and then they adjusted points and i think i mean arch regents super uh, like it's it's a really great model like you should pretty much every list oh, yeah. it runs one and a lot of people are trying to get that second one in now and uh yeah uh but <laughs> but it, i mean if, if that thing stated it's like points cost you wouldn't have heard me complain um, I, like, I'm, it's fine. Uh, I mean, idiot foot heroes, especially since you don't have, uh, like, death saves or, uh, hitting, hitting redundant death saves hit death a lot harder than anybody else for the most part. And amongst <laughs> death, Flesh Eater Courts got hit the hardest. So you have this other, other nerf on top of it. And so you have this army that was everyone's most hated army for a large... I, I don't think we hate Slanesh as much as we did. And we, I mean, as a community, I personally... You've heard my stories. Uh, 50-50 all-time record. Get at me. Um, you can't take it away from me. I've beat the, I have beat I went even with them with UP armies like Beasts of Chaos and t- over-nerfed uh, LON. Anyway, anyway, I digress on that. No, um, I, I think that, like, they're in line now bordering on, like, kind of, like... Like sliding down the the power tier as like newer armies come out and take advantage of like the sort of newer just sort of landscape of the meta. Uh, I mean, shooting is good against terror guys, right? Like, it's shooting's good. Um, oh, yeah. So they have natural predators now, which is something they didn't have in like the combat height. So what I'm saying, this is me tripling down. If you still have a problem with flesh eater courts, you need to look at yourself. The army has <laughs> been more than fixed. And there is more than enough answers in the game right now. So, like, you know, but if you didn't expect me to to hawk Flesh Eater Courts, you came to the wrong episode tonight, everybody. <laughs> um, love this feck hype. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of catching up with chat here. 
um, if you want to yeah. kind of fire off there. Sure. I, I mean, the book, in my opinion, is still it's still strong. It's still solid. Are you going to see it winning tournaments? Probably not. I mean, the current um, kind of metadata, like information we're seeing out there right now from those countries fortunate enough to be able to play tournaments, um, is suggesting that you know uh, there's some there's some new favorites in town. Um, mm -hmm. I have seen Flushy de Quartz on there a couple times. They'll showing up in the top five, so that's that's still refreshing. Um, I think I most of that's been Blisterkin, uh, which is kind of the current the current favorite, I'd say. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why that switch. I, I think it, I think it started kind of as a you know, as a response to Crystal Gore being so hated, but um, well, I mean, there, you know, I'm sure there's, there's other plenty of other reasons now. No, no, that's the movement on Doctor Ken is phenomenal. Yeah, no, that, that's 100 percent true. I mean, you, we have more objectives now than ever. Your summoning is super potent. Um, like yeah, like battle line, you you're not technically battle line summoning on your stuff anymore, and that that sucks. Um, but the 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 blister skin movement. Um, I I mean my my take on Gristle Gore is. Is like it is very good, but there are things like you can play in a manner to where you don't need it. It's nice to have it, but like it's it just like I don't want to call it a win more because it it it, sh it morphs your strategy. But like I don't know, it's what where I think Fleshier Court sits in the meta is I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it wins like a a, a mid sized tournament um, or. If the player just runs absolutely hot, takes like a 100-person event. Like, if they run absolutely hot, you look at the matchups and you see, okay, like, they dodged, like, this one killer list that's out there, and then they mm -hmm. took it 5-0 and five and or 4-1 and one with, like, strong tiebreakers. Like, I would not, I would not be surprised, because Flesh Eater Courts, to me, is the puncher's chance army. Flesh Eater Courts is the ultimate play-to-your-outs army within death. It is the one that sometimes... A terror geist can just pop off for thirty mortal wounds, and mm -hmm. you might have the greatest strategy in the world. But sometimes, just a, a fly sixteen plus, if it gets its buff off, things that's mm -hmm. gonna punch you for thirty mortals, just well, thirty damage, we'll say, uh, just like out of nowhere, can just change a game. You know, like that's yeah. a, that's a mega gargant almost dead. You know, just still, just take it. Right, like I, I think so. So th this is an army that if you are you play it clever, uh, you you get in your reps because you know I'm I'm sort of an army loyalist. I believe in, in playing an army for a year or or you know whatever that an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Playing it through its downswing, you got to play it when you when you need to learn to play off the back foot. It's okay to play when you're playing Gristle Gore and not you you in general. Mm -hmm. When the community was playing Gristle Gore at the height of its power, they didn't have an opportunity to learn. The their counterplays and the counters to the counterplay, it was it was just push dragons forward win. You know, like I'm oversimplifying, but like it's it's hard to learn extra strategies beyond that. Now it's like okay, now you got to think your way through it. You got to think through like your deployments a lot more. You got to think through a, a proper use of your summoning. Like where do I want to put these bodies? What do I want to summon? Like you have to think about that a little bit more than you had to before. Where before it was just like okay, I want the bodies. You know, just to be there and score. And now you have to actually think about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Flesh Eater Courts for me is, um, like, Ossiarch Bone Reaper's got the data to suggest it's the better army right now. But against this meta, Ossiarch Bone Reapers takes harder losses than Flesh Eater Courts. 
because Flush Eater Quartz has that puncher's chance. Where OCR Bone Reapers, if your hard counter shows up, there's very little you can do short of just playing out of your mind or having out of your mind dice. Uh, uh, equal skill, talking equal skill to equal skill in terms of players. If you're you're equal skill to somebody with Osiarch Bone Reapers and they're running your hard counter, that is a that is a long uphill battle. Flushing the courts, equal skill. They're bringing your counter. You still got that puncher's chance. You can still just bring the bring the KO punch. Um, I, I feel like I cut off one of your thoughts in there. Um, if you, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, right now, you know, um, shooting courts is still again, it's still strong. Um, we suffer horribly in the same uh, in the same area that a lot of armies suffer that we don't have great answers to shooting, um, <laughs> especially things like raptors, um, those <laughs> things that can shoot you from across the board and do some heinous damage, and even just a lot of you know the the millions of small shots just doing enough wounds. Um, you know, some one of my weaknesses uh, is waiting a little too long to do certain things with some of my terror guys, and you know you find those those death by a thousand cuts type moments um particularly upsetting after you realize uh you waited too long <laughs> right that's just 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 me at least right um, knowing when to apply the pressure with the, when to like go for the the uppercut is is something that is just you got to pick it up with time uh, knowing your army and being comfortable in the matchup right yeah. Um, got a question here from from uh, Paul from the Mortal from the Mortal Realms podcast. He says, "Will you ever go back to your Dark Elves, or not until Malarian, or not ever?" Somebody missed the beginning of the show, <laughs> but would you <laughs> would you care to catch him up? Um, yeah. Hey, Paul. Uh, so I, I, I've always I've always going to love my Dark Elves. Uh, I'm always going to be working on my Dark Elves uh, here and there. Um, currently, been playing a Cities of Sigmar army that is essentially Darkling Covens that I've added uh, right now. I've added in um, 30 Wish Elves and a um, wait, Hag Queens right now. Yeah, Hag Queen. Uh, this is a nice 400 points of allies there. Um, you know, always kind of working on like Daughters of Cain stuff in the background. Eventually I'll have those guys up and running because I do have a, a deep love for my Witch Elves as well. Um, but Shooter courts are always just a nice, solid option for me, and they were a great, great place to start with. Uh, pointed Age of Sigmar. Well, this is um, I, I, this this actually leads me to a good point. I think about Flesher courts while we're just kind of talking about everything Flesher courts, and Bumblegoose has something in in chat here I want to address as well. Um, this is a great army for the range of people in the hobby. If you're just getting into Age of Sigmar. Um, I, I refer to uh, Flesh Eater Courts as sort of like a blank, a blank canvas army. Um, I'm not a big fan of the models. I've kind of mentioned it before. But, I mean, they're, they're pretty de pretty decently easy to paint and stuff like that. They they have some bone. They have some flesh. They have some leather, quote-unquote. <laughs> um, they've got some texture. They take, you know, they take to contour paints pretty decently well. Um but, like, what, where they really shine. So, like, yeah, if you're, like, intimidated by hobby, this isn't some intricate, like, crazy thing that you're just going to struggle with for the most part of your base troops. And then you got those those centerpieces. You've got some classical centerpieces to to grind out your skills on with the with the Terrorgeist and, and if you go Zombie Dragon. Um, so you have, like, that, that, that sort of, like, beginner sort of friendly sort of army in terms of, like, the hobby. Um, it's it not can be. It, it, right. I'm, I'm getting to the other side of that coin, coin in a second. Um, the other, well, I guess. What do you mean by it can be? I'll let you. Oh, you're the guest. What do you mean? Um, 
So the first Terror Geist took me forever to paint. I got that. I'm pretty sure I got that back still in Fantasy. I think we just got those near the end of Fantasy there. Um, building it was a challenge. Um, I think by the time I got to the third one that I built, I, I kind of mastered it now. But those first two were a little difficult. Um, and then painting it, you know, a lot of people will paint them in sub-assemblies, uh, the Terror Guy specifically, um, and the Zombie Dragons, just because it's... It's it's a challenge. I mean, you've you've painted a, super spindly, yeah. The Bone Reaper stuff, yeah. So you're you're at least familiar with the same kind of concept. Like, oh look, here's all the guts. As if I don't own several all zombie right. dragons. <laughs> well, that too. That too. Um, I think I, I own four zombie that. dragons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's it. I mean, on the one hand, the army can be really easy to paint up because you can really simplify a theme. But on the other hand, depending on your preferences or your paint style or stuff like that, it can be a it can be a challenge. Right, and see, that's and that's that's actually, I think, that's a good thing. That 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 sort of like you're essentially on a staircase of skill when you're painting this stuff. You don't typically have tons and tons of models because you do have sort of like two centerpieces or one big centerpiece. You know, um, an arch region takes up a good chunk of your points. By the time you're like mm -hmm. at two two arch regions, you, the heroes for your battalions, because this army, pick a battalion. Uh, there's three of them that I would recommend, and I uh, I see the value in all three of them. Pick one of them because you can't buy command points anymore. So just right. pick one and and tailor your list towards that. Um, you know, uh, I, the uh, Dead Watch. Deadwatch, uh, Ghoul Patrol, and uh, I actually do think uh, what, Royal Family or whatever, or, or um, what is it called? The one you were just talking uh, about. The Royal. Where it's, uh, I think most people are sticking more towards like Royal Mordants or... Uh, that, that might yeah, be Royal Mordants. Not, uh, not Royal Mordants has got that, that, nice, that nice spread. The Royal Family is just kind of the... Uh, Terrorgeist, yeah. Zombie Dragon, and uh, yeah, Royal Tiger, Royal I Mordants. Now. I think might have been the, the one I was thinking of. Yeah, but like pick one of those three and then build a list around it for the most part. Like you want to do it, but but again, you have that like sort of curve up the way through. You're going to be buying a battalion because you need to. So you're not taking tons and tons of models. You probably have a forty block of ghouls, maybe. Um, you you then have your your points under. It really depends on what you're building. If you're running a flare heavy list, it's not a ton of models at all. Um, your summon board is like the bulk of where your model's at. So it's a very approachable army. But the flip side of that coin is, because it is kind of a blank canvas, um, it really, this army is going to look as good as the effort you put into it. It is such a, because the, the fluff is basically the best of the whole game. Uh, if I'm going to put on my Death Homer hat for a minute here. Hang on, let me find it. <laughs> Alright, um, it, it's like, uh, it's uh, it, it 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 has the best fluff. Like this this whole like grand illusion, ha ha ha, Bretonians. Like we could meme a little bit if we want to, but like I love that they're they're just they're so caught up. They are ghouls, you know, like the sort of like pseudo vampire ghoul, you know, traditional lore that people would be familiar with. That are completely caught up in this delusion. They think they are nobility. Like they they think they're at a grand ball and it, it it reads throughout the whole lore as you read through their book they have photographs where like they're sitting there and like one of like the little spindly ghouls are holding up like a mirror and like the reflection in it is just this like royal ball and it's the way that like 
it, it can be actually a little confusing to read sometimes because like they talk about things as knights and serfs and stuff and you're like wait a second what are knights and serfs and you have to like <laughs> go back and like oh yeah like they're talking about like um you know they're talking about uh their flayers and they're talking about their uh their ghouls and what what ends up happening is is this is that blank slate ties back in that really awesome fluff that really awesome lore they're not directly like beholden to nagash like they don't like he essentially ha imposes his will over all of the stuff they have their own will for the most part they just yeah. party with him because their delusions are like just happen to align with this guy um so like they even have like that that if, if you're looking for the death faction that isn't beholden to nagash um i don't know why that would be a selling point for you because he's the <laughs> coolest but but like they have that too and and that blank slate of delusion that that sort of blank canvas of delusion means you can paint like half and half stormcast they think they're stormcast and the other half is ghouls the way that our, our uh g dead here is done you can do the like the bretonian thing go all in and buying a bunch of your old bretonian models or if you already have them laying around or trade for them do the half and half bretonian or do all bretonian but like just make it weird and kind of creepy i I've seen some, uh, I've seen some, uh, ar armies that are like, uh, uh, Dia de lo los Muertos, you know, where they got the, like, really sort of, like, really intricately painted, like, sort of very colorful, like, sort of faces with the, and I've seen some armies like that. Like, there, there's, th a lot of armies are, um, you know, it's a hobby game. You can convert any army. But it's like, for me, it's almost like Flesh Eater Court's beg to be converted because of that like narrative of this of this this grand delusion these these delusional sort of pseudo undead vampire monstrosities um yeah yeah i've seen some seen some fun ones come around mostly um you know kind of empire bretonian flair to them using like griffins for the terrorgeists or zombie dragons um you know just some some kit bashing with some of the empire or Bretonian bits, or even just going all in and, and using uh, some of those Empire Bretonian models, um, you know, for ghouls and whatnot. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, I really wanted to touch on that. That um, uh, Vanilla sauce. Do you use the realm artifacts, and do you skip skip them? We'll get to that in a second. Um, I've got our actually artifacts on my little bullet points here. As we kind of get into like the actual running of like where what do we do now and what do we what do we how, what do we think of them going forward I think is where we're ultimately moving. Yeah. Um, best death has eight legs. Always be on brand, Paul. Always be on brand. Love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then G Dead spending a thousand RDP to remind everyone that Shaq ain't none to fuck with. Um, I love doing conversions <laughs> and such with my fact. I, I mean, uh, Kicker, by the way, um, was sort of like. Uh, getting it like kind of got that did that gradual like get into the descent into madness if you will the descent into delusion uh <laughs> and like picked up like the i think it was like the uh, the uh, uh the little, little war band of the ghouls and like painted them up and then mm -hmm. uh, you know we've got to see like that that sort of gradual hobby journey of someone getting into flesh eater courts i mean th this army is awesome i don't think it gets enough credit for how cool it is personally um i don't like it's 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 kind of on the lowest tier for me to collect, but every now and then I just kind of sit back and I'm just admiring. I'm like, why? Like, I I want to drive monster trucks, and the answer is actually the hobby side of it. It's uh, uh, I want to be at like in that sort of like really higher echelons of hobby when I tackle 
flesh eater courts because I want I have ideas that I am not up to for my theme, and as soon as I like, I must be this tall to ride hobby, uh, and then I'll jump in on. Uh, then I'll you'll see you'll start seeing me painting some flesh eater courts. Um, if you redo dark elves, would they be flesh eater courts? Come on, ball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I definitely redo my Dark Elves. You'll just continue to see my, um, 6th, 7th edition Dark Elf models showing up on the table. So people don't even recognize them. They're like, what is that? Those yeah. are, those are Blackguard before this plastic, this fancy plastic kit that came out. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, um, Fleshier Quartz, uh, I think I've, I've, uh, adequately hyped them. You've adequately hyped them. There's the propaganda, um... I think this army's awesome. Um, as far as like death go, um, I think they're contenders, and in, in, they have the same struggles that literally every death army has right now. So like, if you're already in on death, get used to figuring out how to play around uh, <laughs> shooting. Like that's just if you're if you're you're committing to 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 this the hype train uh, for the best grand alliance in Age of Sigmar, which is death. Um, you, you you just need to you just need to start learning to play to your outs and uh, seek out people who play like Ko well people who play you know Seraphon well like any of those seek out Zinch like I was headhunting Zinch players right right as I collected like Osiric Bone Reapers I'm like I want to play every Zinch player um, so like seek that seek out those matchups I mean get comfortable with it um, I. I, I shared a meme when, like, KO was coming back and everyone was, like, worried about it. I'm like, I was born, like, like many of you merely adopted the shooting meta. I was born into this because I got right in when, when uh, Skyfires and Zinch and uh, uh, and uh, Clown, original Clown Car were, were the big picks. And I'm like, whatever. I played Nagash into that stuff. I'm not afraid anymore. So go out and uh, be not afraid. Because remember... Uh, Everything dies and then undies when you're playing the death faction. So death is not the the sort of end game. It is just a step in the beautiful grand schemes and machinations of Nagash. Um, so, um, so shifting over to kind of revisiting a little bit of a question from earlier on, which is you see Gristlegore, you're very firmly Gristlegore. Um, I actually, um, I like I like Blisterkin. Um, I actually like Grand Illusion uh, Feast Day personally. Um, I really like that command ability or that command point, especially since you don't have your Aether Quartz brooches anymore and you can't stack command points. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a great one. You look back through that list and, you know, uh, I spent the time the last couple of days since it's been a while since I've really poured through any of this stuff and there really is only one, <laughs> one great choice in there and it is, uh, it is Feast Day. You know, I goofed around early on with Crusading Army because I liked it for this book, um, as a I don't know, Legion's trade or what it was considered in the um, the allegiance that was in the older GHBs, but um, you know it, it takes a, a big back seat to to Feast Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, just uh, refreshing my memory on. <laughs> something here um so uh one of the uh I, so i i think it is i think gristle gore is still is still viable um i understand the blister skin because i mean this is if i could if i could put it in summarize it um 
uh, Gristlegore uh, plays the army, like plays against your opponent's army. Blisterskin plays mm. against the objectives, and and feast day plays your strategy place to your strategy and so i think that now there's some overlap in, in when these are good and, and bad respectively but that's kind of how i sort mm -hmm. them out um i think always 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 it is an objective game so whatever is going to help you play the objectives the best is usually going to be not necessarily like the best in a like knock down drag out straight up fist fight right like uh, but in terms of giving yourself the edge in an event where it's multiple days um, you know, looking at it from a tournament perspective, multiple days, usually like some semblance of random or, or not knowing the battle plans, like that is where I think you really, why anyway, I think people gravitate a lot towards like the, the blister skin. Um, but I personally like to have my strategy and just execute regardless, like having a win stroke, a winning, uh, a win stroke or a winning, a winning move and just go, this is how I'm going to beat you going into games like that and just going, <laughs> And that's how I play. Um, you know, what's the downside of that? Uh, I can tunnel vision on that strategy. Uh, or if something goes wrong, uh, you adapt to my strategy or the dice don't, blah, blah, blah. I need to have a second or third strategy that might not be as good or ideal. Um, but if you're always just focused on the objectives and it, it's just noise on that other side of the battlefield, it almost doesn't even matter. You can really put yourself in an advantageous position to win some games. Um, that's what I think the old list. That's what I think the old Flesh Eater Courts did. And so players coming over from Flesh Eater Courts from that sort of first it, that first book have that mm -hmm. that edge. Um, so um, I, I guess. That sums up the the sort of Grand Alliance and or delusion, uh, not Grand Alliance, um, Grand Illusion uh, discussion. I mean, those are the three you're looking for. It, it's one of those three. Um, I think people, I mean, speed kills, so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, but murdering stuff also wins games. Your opponent can't win if all their stuff is dead, so Gristle Gore is a lot of fun. Um, and... Uh, Feast Day murders you too because you get free command points, and your command points are just used to double tap uh, activations, essentially. So, sure. Um, do you uh, do you want to lead the discussion sort of into like kind of more through this? I'm not interested in like reading the whole battle tome to people. The battle tome reviews have been out forever. This is more of a retrospective, right. and then what? Are, where are we now? You know, like where are they now? It's VH1. Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, the the new book really really uh, opened a lot of possibilities, but also kind of you know just like everything leaves you with a few really shining examples um, that unfortunately everything else kind of falls by the wayside. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the delusions, and you know, Crusading Army was where I kind of hung out in the in the world before this book, um, just for extra movement. I mean, it was phenomenal in a game where you know. We, we all know objectives uh, Objectives rule it, and if you can move around to get to them or prevent your opponent from getting to them, you know, more power to you. Um, so that was always kind of fun. The, uh, you know, Blister Skin, Blister Kin kind of has that built in with its, with its inherent abilities, so you don't really even need to go that route unless you want to be a little bit more um, particular in your artifacts and, and other choices that you might be limited to otherwise. Um you know, being able to access mount traits was huge. Uh, 
you know, everybody kind of sticks with the uh, with the favorite. You know, uh, was it ferocious. Oh man, ferocious <laughs> bite, right? Yeah, the uh, gruesome bite. I think is what gruesome it's bite. Gruesome bite. Pull it up here. Yeah, yeah, gruesome bite. Um, we all know what it is. It's the one where uh, you know you reroll all your failed, basically your, your failed maw attacks. Your your you know, your crit. But everybody wants you to roll sixes on. Yeah, yeah you're um, essentially crit fishing. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't play the zombie dragons. I think Razor Claude is the one that people for the red hang out with there. It's um, it's because it, it's pretty helpful. Yeah, or or the fly high ability actually. So we're we're entering the oh, yeah. we're entering the era um, because shooting ha has done weird stuff to the meta. We're starting to see these null deployment armies come through, um, mm -hmm. and uh, flesh eater courts has a null null deployment strategy. Which m null deployment, since it's I think most people are familiar with it, but some some folks may not be, or this might be your first time watching a podcast about about Age of Sigmar. Null deployment means you start the game with nothing on the table. So like against those shooting opponents that want to like just that can just kind of reach out and touch you you talked about like raptors early um ko boats if you don't have the chaff line to perfectly sort of screen them from their shooting range they have some place they can come down and just and just pop your your priority mm -hmm. targets um uh with with a uh, sort of null deployment strategy now there is a risk to it if your opponent has enough bodies to screen out the table uh you won't get onto the table um like and even if they don't have enough bodies, a clever opponent is going to try to put you in a bad position. But it's just a tool in the toolbox. This is something I learned with Beasts of Chaos is being able to just put stuff off the table and then make your opponent have to screen a backside objective when you're like, I was coming on over here anyway. I mean, that that KG play. Null deployment, is, again, like, so so the fly, two dragons that both fly high and then, like, a, uh, mm -hmm. a ghoul patrol, you can just, you don't start with anything on the, you're just like, okay. Like so, there are th so that's the uh, sort of exception I'd list is that that mount trade is that I think it's called fly high. Everyone knows what I mean. Uh, colloquial speaking, yeah. talking about it. Yeah, I think I, death from the skies is one of the death here, from but yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we death, all get the same same idea. Yeah, death from the skies. Yeah, I, I um I use shorthand to remember what it does a lot of the time, and then I forget if if that was the real name or the shorthand I was using. Um. <laughs> it's all good. Um. So all so that good. one, yeah. Continue. You talking about like sort of the traits and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of liked, you know, and for a little while I was playing with Horribly Resilient because, um, again, I was, I was playing with a lot of things that were keeping Terrorgeist alive because it was just such an annoyance for my opponents when they're just like, why won't it die? Um, well, this you know, is... You're healing wounds. It's it's fantastic. Um, it, it doesn't get you nearly as far as Gruesome Bite does, um, but it was it was a good backup. The best offense, yeah. uh, the best defense is a great offense, right? Like, um, I mean, we, we that it's we got to address like the elephant in the room or the ethereal elephant in the room. Ethereal amulet is gone, as is the other sort of like hot pick, which was doppelganger cloak. Both of these things protected uh, your one of your one of your terror guys or. Or you're only terror geist if you're running like uh, like a dead watch list or something like that, um, or death watch. Sorry, um, the uh, it, you don't have that anymore, so you're vulnerable more so than you used to be. Um, have you? I see. It's hard to understand when like we stop going to tournaments and again you you fortunate folk not in the usa whose countries handle this situation a little bit better got to go back to events and have fun again uh we haven't so we're all very very upset um did you did you get to experience like sort of 
pre have ethereal amulet and the post don't have ethereal amulet did you did you get to play those games i mean i never really used the ethereal amulet or doppelgangers um, i was always i was always aether course broach but i did nice. you know i have played some games since we lost aether broach and you obviously feel the the hit there on the uh the just soaking up extra command points uh, to everyone's dismay um that was a pretty big hit. <laughs> so I, I mean, I completely get the hit that everybody who um, you know was running Doppelganger or running uh, Ethereal Amulet or Griffeather Charm or other uh, fantastic, yeah. you know, multiple artifacts in a realm artifacts. Uh, Ignaxes. I, I can totally feel that pain. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think that's. I mean, it's things. Just, your your stuff dies a lot more now. So regen. Uh, the chalice has probably never felt more valuable. Uh, the endless spell. Um, so I guess what direction have you? Uh, so I, I think we covered traits pretty, pretty. You know, just the the noteworthy what, what you're still looking to play with right now, sort of side of traits. Um, what about artifacts? Like, what are you? So with this caveat that hey, some of these like awesome realm artifacts that were not a problem and only helped like sort of middle of you know the fat middle armies. Um, are now gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I go back to stuff that I kind of fell on when this book first came out just for, I don't know, maybe even just for laziness. Um, things that I took prior to this book that were in the, you know, the GHB allegiance uh, ability stuff um, for Fleshy Dirt Force was in the GHB. And I, I always kind of stumble back on Grim Garland. I really, really get a kick out of making things minus two bravery and then screaming at them with yes. everything. Yes. Um, it makes it so that those it makes it so that those armies that you normally have to just like, oh well I can't do anything to bravery ten. Um, now you can actually do some damage. You know, death armies, all those chaos armies, yep. um, all the demon ones anyway. Um, you know, and, and Seraphon who uh, magically were bravery ten. <laughs> right. You know, so you actually could do something because before I used to, I mean, I I literally take my players in the old book prior to their newer um, shooting rule, and it was just like, oh, you're you're higher than bravery seven or higher than bravery six. I can't touch you. Um, yeah. You know, now it's a little bit different, but yeah. Uh, but that negative two meant that I could really do some damage, and for those armies that are already low bravery, it's devastating. Right. Right. No, I think Grim Garland is a, is a really hot pick right now. Um, because of that, like the bravery, uh, the the bravery scream, I think it's a really nice synergy. Um, uh, my my pick, sort of as the standout from the royal treasury here, is actually the dermal robe. I've been a big, I, yeah. I was proponent of the dermal dermal robe. You could probably ask G Dead here. I gave him advice on this a little while ago, or he asked my opinion. I would say I gave him advice. Um, dermal robe is like the one I'm just like take dermal robe uh, because with that like sort of arch regent, you can get. What is it? You can get the plus one casting trait for it being mm -hmm. your your general or whatever, and you throw yeah. that that dermal robe on it. And now you're looking at a plus two cast arch regent. Um, that's yeah. that's real. You know, that's a real yeah. caster now. And and, uh, and don't you know? And you don't want to ignore the unbind with that as well. I mean, plus one, well, plus two to unbind is huge too. That's where I struggle a lot. Is oh, you you have a caster that can easily cast spells that I normally can't roll right? for. Right, <laughs> and then and then G Dead points out something we brought up on the LON episode, which is Corpse Cart as like one of the hidden gems of the LON book. Um, Corpse Cart in a in a feck list. Now you're looking at a plus three to cast. I mean that's a that's mm -hmm. a Nagash. You're a Nagash now. Um, <laughs> like 
cool for you know 300 points and i'm casting yeah. like nagash let's go i mean now you're 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 approaching spell dom territory of i'm going to resolve my spells that i need to get off and usually it's just you're throwing down a steroid buff and going all right sick em boy with a uh with a terror geist so or you're doing the mobility stuff because you had to deploy a little bit back and now you need that extra mobility to get into threat range right so uh, yeah, corpse cart plus plus dermal robe plus the uh, caster trait uh, for your general and like now you're now you're looking at something. So I, I really I really like the dermal robe. Um, it I I'm not as confident in it now because you do have uh you do have like these spell doms and it's just it's not making you dominant. It's make it it's making you compete at all. Whereas before you without it you just kind of don't don't take the don't wizards. Not something you do unless you have a plus three. That's like the that is the ticket to ride. You must be at like a plus two or a plus three to cast, or don't even bother. So that's I guess that's maybe a little bit more of a sardonic way of looking at it. But um, I mean, I, I'm just saying, don't count on spell casting strategies if you don't have bonuses. Um, there, there's something nice that you can do besides, but they're not something to bet on. This makes it more of a sure bet. Um. Right, and and of course it's going to depend on who you who you're running as your general and things. I I tend to favor, um, you know, my kings on terror guys for my generals. Um, obviously within Grisselgore, um, but but outside of that as well, um, you know. But if you favor the arch regent, Prim Garland isn't going to get you very far right. unless he's out uh, out and about doing some crazy things that no one ever does with an arch regent. Um, so journal robe is is a fantastic choice for him. Um, right. It's really almost. <laughs> almost the thing to take without any question whatsoever. Right. Right. And, and, and if you end up with, uh, and if you end up with that battalion, then you're, you're taking both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sure. so, and, uh, there was a question earlier on, like, do you take realm artifacts? You mean a reroll one to do something? No, <laughs> no, uh, they're just, they're just not boring. They're, they're they're not great. They're you know uh, I'm sure they have their use in general, but if you have a book with artifacts, pretty sure you can find something better. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're running a grand alliance, maybe maybe that's maybe that's uh, just enough for you. But I, I don't know. Don't know about that one. Yeah. Definitely not taking those uh, minor things over, say, Grim Garland or Dermal Road. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have seen some interesting lists where uh, th- there are actually like very caster heavy um, lists, and they're taking like uh, they're taking deranged transformation monsters, figure blood feast, like they're going all in. Um, yeah. So I've seen some lists like that that have been pretty interesting. Um, but usually it's like you're looking to get your steroid off on your dragon, have it going, and just like your move, Yugi them. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I, I don't. I think people, the spells are the spells. I think most people are familiar with them. Um, anything to add regarding the spells? Any anything that's really changed, or something that's like more valuable now than than it than it maybe didn't than it was a year ago or so? Uh probably not. I yeah, mean, the spells are the spells. You know, movement's yeah. great. Uh, getting wounds back is great. You know, I, I mean, you're going to see a lot more. Probably not even really a lot more. It's just that it'll be more relevant in those Blisterkin lists, the you know the special hosts and things like that. Just getting all that extra movement and and everything. Um, you know, you're probably just gonna 
feel the effects of it more, not so much that it's any different or used any more than it was previously. Just right. feel it more. Right. And um, yeah, we, we and you we already covered the mount traits, I think. Um, so so that's kind of like where, where they're sitting at with with that. Um, try to remember kind of my format from the LON episode to, to mirror it. Um, I mean, I mean Legion of Gash has a significantly uh, wider spanning <laughs> set of information. Fletcher de Quartz uh, on the plus and minus is a very small and focused army. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, it's, not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so let's get to the, uh, let's get to, uh, the hot take section. Um, you have a particular unit. Speaking of this is a thinner, thinner book than Legions of Nagash. There is a specific unit in this book. Um, now we talked, we talked a lot, you talk a lot about Terrorgeist, Arch Regents, even like a uh, Ghoul King on foot. Um, some of the courtiers, which feel a little bit like attacks until you realize, okay, they've got a good buff. Like they're not too expensive. Uh, the game cares about having a hero ne nearby, to stop people from doing stuff to certain objectives now, like so you don't feel too bad having to take that courtier in your in your in your battalion anymore. Whereas before you felt like ah, this is pure tax. Maybe maybe you did, maybe you don't. Um, so like whatever the courtiers are, what they are. Uh, sometimes you have to take them. A little like you know I call them hundred point idiots. Um, you got to take your hundred point idiots. That sometimes uh, uh, that's a deep cut for a Twitter discussion earlier this week. Um, <laughs> Like, Idiot with the Flag is what I've called the model that has the flag forever, and they just, they just, what are the, what are the rules they spoiled was, like, it's the Idiot with a Flag, and I'm just like, I thought it was just me! <laughs> like, oh, like, okay, gotta regen my stuff, I'll, okay, and I'll grab the Idiot with the Flag, and I put the Idiot with the Flag, back. amazing, amazing, sorry, tangent number two, take a drink, um, <laughs> maybe, maybe three, um, but, uh, yeah, so, so, I, ghouls are... To talk about ghouls, uh, they look underwhelming on their stat sheet, um, and indeed they kind of are. They're a little, they are a little maybe point for point overcosted until you realize that they're getting. I think they're kind of paying for the summoning. You know, I I wouldn't protest if ghouls went down to ninety. I don't think anyone would. Um, but forty ghouls attacking twice and screaming across the table, like no, don't underestimate it. Like they can actually do some work. So I think ghouls are. Sort of a deceptively just solid unit. Um, flares, I I think we both love flares, right? Yes. Yeah, I like I like yes, yes. Uh, I like double activating fighting first uh, flares a lot. Like they're really cool. They're super awesome. Like ten out of ten. Do recommend uh, you get your bat fix and you run some flares <laughs> sometime just for just for kicks. Um, so that brings us to another unit. Do you want to take the lead? This is uh... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know we, we chatted briefly beforehand. Um, you know, cryptors are this this one unit that I, I was I was sitting here I was digging through my books and I'm like I can't even remember why people liked them over flares before. Now don't get me wrong, flares got a lot better, but they really weren't much different before, um, and the cryptors really haven't changed from what I can tell. Um, so I honestly don't even know what the what the appeal was, other than maybe just cool factor or something. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't take them. They're not bats, so I don't take them, right? <laughs> um, I'm they've got some strengths. They've got damage two. You know, they can go to damage three. Um, 
You know, they're healing wounds. To re-roll hits. They're, they're definitely not bad, but... You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take them for my own just personal, not related to competitive reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't even know why why they were the, the go-to before. Players are just cooler. You can fly. <laughs> you can do damage. You can scream at things. Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun. They are as I like, pre- I like being able to scream at things. Yeah, they are as previously mentioned, uh, bats. <laughs> yes. I mean, they've also got the rend as well. Their damage to like. They have a. They can scream at stuff. Like I, I um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I like uh, I like flares. Uh, or no, they're not damage. They're damage. Um, they're, they're damage. damage one. They're damage one. They have, um, they have the rend, whereas the cryptors don't have the rend. Yeah, and then they can uh, they, yeah. they can uh, mortal wound you right in addition. They can. Yeah. They so, can. so then, I, uh, it didn't used to be an addition. It used to be a. Um, Instead, I think it just stopped, but now it's an addition, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they can scream at you, and they can do some damage, and so that screaming syner- gives you synergy if you are on the Grim Garland, uh, if you've got the Grim Garland around, right? So, yeah, I, I like flares. I don't know that. I mean, it's not a one-to-one comparison because they're different roles. I mean, yeah. comparing something that flies and has like this sort of like uh, fast cavalry sort of like role to something that doesn't. Um, but I, I don't know. Cryptors are, you know, they're they're there. Um, anyone in chat? The rerolls is that? Is it really? It just comes down to the rerolls. <laughs> yeah, it very well could be. I mean, it's 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 a thing, you know. It's uh, it's useful. Um, I know most people kind of switched over to players, you know, from book to book. I'd say that the players improved significantly compared to the horrors, which looked like they didn't change their war scroll uh, whatsoever. And didn't even change points initially, from mm-hmm. what I can tell. Um, you know, players that scream got better. You know, that's fantastic. Being the six is a hit, doing a mortal wound in addition is obviously a, a big in- increase there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if you like if you like the horrors, take the horrors. They're a good time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. I just thought it was interesting. Um, maybe uh, so in the comments below this video, if you're watching the VOD. Feel free to to explain to me why horrors are great. Um, <laughs> please go full propaganda if you wish. Um, yes, a, refresh refresh my memory on why they why they were the thing. Um, so I mean, and then that's I mean that's I mean that's pretty much that's that's the book. I mean that's that's really it. It's it's um uh, it's a very focused sort of uh, I'd say refined uh, a, a book. Also, flares are in two battalions. See, you're supposed to be. <laughs> Horrors are in all but two battalions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They are. Yeah. They there are you go. Available in multiple battalions. Yeah. You could put. You can take a unit you don't want in a bunch of battalions. <laughs> um. Oh, more gassed. The most gassed. What about more gassed? You said you had a hot hot take about Morgast. Talk about the cruise missiles. Oh, like you just want to bring in a Morgast and like shoot it at a thing? Yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, they're they're sweet models. Don't get me wrong. I think they're really awesome. It's just they're in that weird space of, um, like I don't know if they were intended to actually be in the game for really real. Like I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. I they're cool. 
they're really cool and i remember seeing the the conversion of the person doing like the 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 sort of like uh the circus macabre sort of thing for his whole army and he had these like really sweet looking morgas with like the with the uh, the surgeon masks and i'm like like the plague doctor mask i'm like these things are awesome and then i like i'm like looked at the rules i'm like oh <laughs> um unfortunately well, no, i know one person who will always take them no matter what so oh wait why are you, you know that person as well i'm sorry i'm sorry no 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 g dead i was i'm crossed my i thought you were talking about um uh the the blood dudes that come out the bodies oh my gosh I crossed my um, I crossed my circuits. <laughs> no, more guests are awesome. What are you talking about? Why are you bringing up more guests during the Flesh Eater Quartz episode? <laughs> I'm gonna edit that in post because I just sounded like a total idiot there. I'm just like I sh- more guests. I'm like thinking about them. Uh, more guests are awesome. They're actually really cool in Legions of Nagash right now. And Osiric Bone Reapers, it's kind of a high tax because you're you're putting a lot of points into two models and you desperately want models. But in Legion of Nagash, Morgas are great. You can just have a hundred bodies and then Morgas anyway. Um <laughs> You can take Morgas in, in Flesh Eater Quartz. I mean as allies, right? Uh no. Oh, I remember. I don't think you can. Deadwalkers, Death Lords, Death Mages. Deadwalkers, Death Lords, Death Mages, and I don't think they're Death Lords, unfortunately. I could be wrong. Why are you... Man! G-Dead, you're fired. (laughs) I'm kidding, man. Um... They are cool allies for fact, because they are Death Lords, right? They should have the Death Lord keyword. They are Death Lords? Interesting. Yeah. Sure, I've looked at that a million times. Yeah, Death Lords. Yeah, they're Death Lords. So you can take Morgas. Um, Morgas in Flesh Eater Courts. Okay, let me reset. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll edit out that whole last uh, about 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, um, Morgas in Flesh Eater Courts. Hmm. See, you, you can afford bodies pretty handily. Uh, in terms of like, I mean, you, you're going to have a good amount of ghouls because the summoning is going to com- compensate. So the downside of Morgas, where they're essentially, um, where they're essentially, uh, uh, you know, like just a huge like body tax is compensated for. So like that's a plus uh, for Morgas run in Flesh Eater Courts over, you know, say Osiric Bone Reapers. Um, from there, it's you're you're talking about Ren two blunders. Uh, they deal the damage. They are cruise missiles. They're not coming back from that mission, though. Um, like the what we, we talked about some tricks that you can do in LON to kind of protect your Morgas with Legions of Night, so that they have a hero nearby to give them that death save. Um, in Flesh Eater Courts, they don't have that. They're just going to explode. Like, they're stupid fast. And uh, 3d6 charges are, like, actually, like... I mean, that's why you're taking them. It's a 3d6 charge. But you can't really do the tricks. You you, you don't have access to the to the tricks that make them wor- worthy. Um, you don't have Relentless Discipline from Ossiarch Bone Reapers to, like, make them do some... To, to project their own death save and do some other stuff. And you don't have the Legions of Night tricks from Legions of Nagash. I, uh, I think they're a trap. 
their facts ranged attacks. No, your ranged attack is a is a is a uh, terror geist or flares. <laughs> like, I'm not opposed to this notion. Uh, you know, he mentioned the spectral host and just kind of like really, really going for it with the uh, with the movement there. Um, but I mean, they'd be they'd be acting independently, which is totally fine. I mean, th th that's why we call them missiles. They're not coming back from that mission. I mean, that. I mean, it really. I'd have to play it. I mean, this is one of those things I have to play it. I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm skeptical because again, like you don't, you're not compensating for some of those weaknesses. You're only compensating for one of the weaknesses, which is the body, the body tax with flesh eater courts. Um, so you spectral host, you throw them in. No, they're not coming back. But then they have to be really punching above their weight class at what 190 uh, points. So they have to get you that return on that investment pretty, pretty handily. Which it, it, so I guess it depends on what you're firing them at. Because they're probably not coming back. Um, if if I mean if you're just if you're throwing them at that one protected objective over there, you have stuff to deal with that, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's you can do it, but I I don't know. Like I, I like the corpse cart better if we're talking like the 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 best allies for for flesh eater courts. Like it's a it's a low investment. It does a thing, and your opponent might get like overzealous and try to shoot it instead of something important. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. He said Morgas. What what the hell was it? Morngool was Morngool. What I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking of Morngools, wasn't it? I'm just like, why are you talking I about? I think I was. Ta I, I think I was thinking of Morngool. Let me uh pull up my thing here. It was Morn Ghouls. I was thinking of Morn Ghouls. Okay, I am so smart. <laughs> Very different. Mm hmm. Uh, flares are one seventy. These guys hit way harder. I mean, unless you're bringing flares in true. the in the battalion. Um. Yeah. I mean, they uh, they are blunders. It's true. Um. I won't. Uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Kyle, that Morgas are sweet. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to play them. No. The area, the area where I think they might uh, fade a little bit in my mind um, is just like I spend a lot of time bringing back players uh, with Vargalts with uh, Crypt Infernal Courtiers um, that I would not be able to do with the um, Morgasts. Yeah, not and, that that's a selling point for anybody, but that's just my personal. Yeah, you you can bring the flares back, and uh, also they're usually free. You're summoning them, you know, like that's something. I'll, like you you summon in your your three pack of flares to go do their job. Um, like, I mean that. Yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, they they don't. They just don't have any synergies with it. Like I mean, that's that's the thing. Both are net twelve wounds, but flares, like Tanya said, are just potentially unlimited. Yeah. I mean, two two versus three. You know, you're probably on pretty even ground there. Um, when you start talking about maybe say four, which I don't even, I guess you could technically afford it. Um, versus six, uh, I would completely say it's probably not worth it at that point. But that's that's such a points investment. Um. It is. It's a lot of points. 
No, I, I don't know. I, I, um, I, I derailed myself by thinking you meant Morngul for a long time, and I was like, yeah, it is a sweet model. Um, and then, oh man, it's been a long week. I'm sorry, everybody. That was my mistake. Um, <laughs> I'll get better for you. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, I wanted to talk about is just like touch on Chalice real quick. Um, Chalice is Usheran is just like awesome, sort of. Uh, it, it, it's it's just awesome. Um, it's got a, a pretty amazing range. Um, it's a low cast value at six, um, and it's doing that other thing, yeah. which is regenning you. Yeah, it's um, super fantastic with that 40-man unit of ghouls or even that 20-man unit of ghouls. Uh, I honestly haven't really used it outside of a uh, ghoul patrol list, but mm. it's uh, it's strong regardless, you know. Making those ghouls pretty much just just keep standing back up and keep hanging out by that key objective, um, you know, and just continue to outnumber your foe. Yeah, you, uh, you know, you slap the archregent stuff on them, and they get you know hopefully plus uh, three attacks, but you know anywhere from one to three, and it's just it's just a blender. Yeah. Now I'm sad I didn't paint my cup gold. Like you, you got to paint it gold with purple drink in it, okay? Everyone knows this. Like, this is the one exception to painting blood. You, you paint the purple drink, because that's what they're imagining it is, is it's purple drink, because they are classy folk, okay? Um, <laughs> the, the pimp cup of doom. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Necromancer doesn't really do much. There's no summonable keyword on, like, stuff, so so you're not... Yeah, they... You can't Van Hell. Be able to, to do it way long ago, but not anymore. Yeah, like it, it doesn't really do much for you. Um, I guess if you're you're thinking of like uh, some people bring in zo like a zombie ally, and then I believe they have summonable. No, they, uh, zombies might have summonable. Maybe maybe that's what you're doing. Like, eh. I don't know. Zombies are, are actually really cool in LON. I haven't parsed the numbers in Flesh Eater Course because I do think Flesh Eater Course, for the most part, is a self-contained book. It really has its tools in it. That's that's part of the beauty of it. Um, sometimes going in, going outside of your book is more cute than good. Um, the exception here is like is uh, you have a you usually have something in your army that does the job you're trying to reach out of your tome to do. And it does it as good as, or a little bit worse, but has extra synergies to make it better. And that's really like what Flesh Eater Quartz is doing. Um, that's what most death is doing. Is it's it's that intricate house of cards that are all like sort of uh, built in theme with each other. Um, once you start talking like, you know, I, I didn't really touch on Grand Alliance death too much, but. Maybe that's what we're talking about next week with Sean. Uh, who knows? Uh, the the. Uh, the only one, the exception is that, that corpse cart, because it, it gives you a bonus to casting, which is something you just kind of need. Relatively low points cost investment with a hundred, about 100 points, which, again, you can hammer. You can make up 100 points in a flesh or corpse list with your summoning or uh, by buying a, you know, a tenor of ghouls instead of, you know, something yeah. more substantive. Um, you know, it, I mean, I look at it like, um, like that. That's how I look at it. Um, I like being cute a lot with with my lists. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you're being like sometimes like it's you you got like oh it's this is awesome yes it is an awesome thing, but like it's it's a cute awesome thing. It's not 
you know, and you're allowed to do it because have fun with anything you want to. I mean, if you have the potential. But, um, I mean, Morgaths are creeping on finally viable in the armies that they, they aren't allied into. I don't think that makes them hyper-viable in an army they, they're an ally into, if that makes sense. Um, this is not a prime time going into Seraphon here. <laughs> like, the, the, uh, this is a like way more metal flare, but you have flares already. And uh, flares are bats, as we mentioned previously, and bats are sweet. Yes, therefore better. <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of this propaganda. Uh, we'll get to the part yes. where I talk about how sweet bones are later. Um, All right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's... I mean, it, Chalice is still very uh, very viable. It works on flares. It works on your three-wound stuff. Um, so it's it's um, it's really good. I mean, you're, you're throwing it down on an objective, um, and you're just saying, no, you move. You know, stuff like that. Or you're going on an aggressive onslaught because it's got a great range, wholly within 24, plus it's plus its initial cast. You can really throw that thing out there. And uh, you're saying, hey, we're grinding now. Um, so you can yeah. you could really, like, be in a... You can even use it, like, aggressively, which is something I think people need to get a little bit more in the habit of doing, um, is being the aggressor, like, on objectives. And, like, don't just think of it as a castle piece. Think of it as a as an aggressive piece. Is saying this this onslaught will continue. You are World War Z now, where like the the corpses just smash into the wall and like they they start crawling on top of each other. That's what you're doing when you throw a chalice forward. And I caught an interesting conversation the other day. Just and it it's true in my experience. People just don't unbind. Um, they don't dispel that spell. It sits out there and it's a low. It's a low Six. spell. I mean, yeah. if you've got more than one caster and you're not committed to a very specific um, offensive or, or you know a buff spell for yourself, um, yeah, you should you should try to get rid of that. Well, and and that's the thing is like Shh, don't tell anyone. Well, I I mean I'm fine if they try to get rid of it because I mean they'll they'll it'll be turned off for a turn and then I'm going to bring it back. <clears throat> and I'm glad you didn't spend that spell on something useful, potentially. So it's like you're you're just. Um, like I really want it out there, but I mean, if you're now not you're you're not casting uh, one of your buff spells or debuff spells, like you you're not casting that sort of third spell essentially for the mm -hmm. average list or fourth spell for the average list, which is usually uh where you're getting into their like sort of second tier utility. Um, like cool, yeah. I'll take that trade. Like trading utility for utility, and I'm bringing mine back, and uh, hopefully with my other stuff, I'm able to push the advantage in that in that turn anyway. So, I understand not being a being a big fan of flares. Um, so it sounds to me like you're you're just trying to get an alternate two flares, and if that's the intent with more gas in, like go ahead, you know, go to town. Yeah, go um, for it. Yeah, go for it. I mean, the comparable costs, like I said, the cost and the body stuff is really easily compensated by by uh, flesh eater courts. I think it's a little bit of a non bow, but not so much so that you shouldn't do it if you like it. Um, you know, you're you're, I, I yeah. I like flares. Mine are all painted like Golbat. <laughs> nice. 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 Alright. Um, so I think, I mean, any sort of like uh, uh, in some, like any sort of like summarizing thoughts on, on Flesh Eater Courts, anything uh, you want to talk about the army, personal tangents. Uh, chat gang, you got any questions here before we wrap up? 
uh, questions or hot takes? So, I mean... <laughs> so, I mean, Flesh of Unicorns, um, you know, I think they're still a nice, strong, comfortable list um, and comfortable army. You know, people are, are gravitating towards the, um, the shootier list or some of the newer stuff that's come out. Uh, you know, obviously, and it's going to have some strengths and uh, most things have a lot more options in Flesh Eater Courts, um, you know, except maybe some of the newer elf armies. Um, so I, I don't, I don't feel like a lot needs to change. I know a friend of mine was talking about, you know, a lot of people being interested in seeing maybe a new kit when this comes around again, um, because it is on the limited side. I, I don't know if we need it or not. I'm not opposed to it. Um, I am really gonna miss Aether Fort's Roach, though. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna be a hard one to, to play without. The uh, I, I was fortunate enough to attend an event um, where everyone did a pretty good job of trying to uh, stay up on on COVID things. You know, distancing, um, hand washing, sanitizing, uh, mask wearing, etc. Um, and I did bring a Flesh of Your Quartz Army to that. It was kind of um, a revamp of a Blisterkin list that I, I guess, probably stole um, from Jeremy up in uh, up in Michigan. Um, you know, player heavy, dead watch, a lot of fun. I was a bit rusty with it, did not perform well. Um, but it took us some getting used to, not having Aether Quartz Roach. Mm -hmm. um, instead, putting in Grim Garland. Again, I still love that artifact, have a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, it's it's going to take some some adjustments, and maybe and maybe Blisterkin does shine more than Gristle War now with some of those changes. I haven't really put enough thought into um, where to take my my traditional list from here. Um, but it's it's been it's been fun this entire time. I've had fun playing you know those terror guys, those flares back before Gristle War existed, back before um, anyone wanted to give that much of a chance. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was it was fantastic to get a book that just fell right in line with the lists I was already playing. Um, it was a it was a welcome change of pace from what I'm used to. Right. So I was I was the bad guy for a little bit. Usually I'm that person playing, uh, you know, the soft and fluffy things that um, you know are pretty laughable. Uh, and then all of a sudden <laughs> I was playing the thing that was the best thing. Uh, very odd for me. <laughs> no, it's it is weird when like the the meta rotates that you find yourself like like on the top, you know, and like having to adjust to like being the bad guy suddenly, especially with like something as contentious as Crystal War <laughs> was. Uh, I mean, you're one of those opponents that's like always a just, they're just people that's just always a delight to run into at a tournament. Um, actually, just now noticed that not only are you rocking a bat necklace, but you're also wearing the heavy yes. pants, the heavy My pants heavy shirt, pants. <laughs> <laughs> which was our club the one <laughs> time. Admit, yeah. With my misspelling on it. Yeah, that makes it better. I've got mine. It's actually, uh, it's actually like folded carefully, and and uh, it's nice. it's been kept separate from my clothes because I intended to put it in like a little like glass case or like a shadow box, <laughs> um, and then like break nice. in case of emergency and like like have to go back to Midwest Meltdown or something in, in, in the same team, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I like, just kind of, I'm going to re rehash it here, but, um, I think Flesh Eater Quartz is still a, is still a competent army. I like to think of, think of things in terms of, like, you know, competent and, you know, is, like, sort of a tier of 
like worthy worthy competition, right? Like worthy competitive. Um, you know, it's not S tier anymore. Yeah. It, it is it is not busted tier. Um, it is not the unfair unfair yeah. zone. Um, most of the things that it does, it does have some tricks. It really does. Um, you know, like the the uh, death uh, death from the skies. Um, you know, your summoning mm-hmm. being able to outflank. If you go with a your battalions usually come with some tricks for like death, uh, dead watch and, uh, has some tricks in terms of combat. Um, and then ghoul patrol has, yeah. has some ambushing tricks, which are really, really handy. Um, so you, you have, you actually have, uh, more tricks than I think people realize flesh eater courts has available. Um, in, in a couple of these ways, because they got so used to just seeing, okay, gristle gore is going to kill stuff. Um, right. Like they just got so used to it, and I think that you can use that to your advantage right now with like blister. I think that's what blister skin, uh, skin's really doing is the teleport. Like suddenly you just like teleport the zombie. You you deploy the zombie dragon or or terror geist in the corner of the table, teleport it, and just go like, "What's up?" You know, like so. There's still yeah. um, there's there's some there's some cool tricks in there uh, that people aren't. There aren't. They're not as aware of because it, it, it that that thing happens when something gets a nerf. It doesn't matter if it like truly ruins the army or makes it suddenly bad. Just the perception of it getting worse is often enough to move people who aren't now fans of the army off of that army and onto something new. Um, th- I mean, I, I look at this game and like people who are even like loyalists to like an army. I mean. Uh, will still play the new thing or something will catch their eye because like, okay, I've got this army figured out and I want to play the next army or I have hobby ambitions here. And so people like have this, I call it the recency bias of age of Sigmar where we just, we tend to like, just, okay, the new, Ooh, new, Ooh, something shiny. Ooh, something like something new comes out. And so you, you, you couple a nerf with something new and like people move off of it. And now we're not paying attention to flesh eater courts. And that's the sweet spot for me is, you you've got a little bit of yes. snow you've got a little bit of snowflake power now people don't fully expect you like and they didn't fully learn how to play against you before which is something utterly unique to your army to fl- the flesh eater courts army they didn't really learn how to play around gristle gore they just waited for it to go away so they never had to face your <laughs> other tricks and that is a huge advantage you haven't shown like this tome hasn't really shown all of its cards uh which I think is one of the things that makes Flesh Eater Court such a special army uh, it w- within the scope of death. I've been hearing some great talk about even um, Holomorn and Morgoth. The other two uh, grand, uh, grand courts that nobody, that generally aren't taken. Um, you know, I think people are starting to play around with them. It's a really good time and opportunity to really explore those areas that were just kind of overlooked. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm seeing some uh, some questions in chat here about uh, the other endless spells. Um, I haven't used the barricade or the stampede from Flesh Eater Courts, but I was checking back through them today. You know, the barricade's got its its kind of blocking helpful purposes. You it's, know, it's, it can slow down some movement. Not not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the stampede it, it's it's significantly bigger than you think it would be just from a picture of it. Um, so anyone who's got it or painted it or played against it uh, can probably attest it. It's, it's, it's a pretty big spell. Um, so although it's not going to do a, a crazy amount of damage to your opponent, it is predatory and can move around and your opponent can move it if you go first and stuff like that. Um, it's it's still a, It still takes up a good amount of space and I think you can never discount 
how much space some of those spells take up since they can hinder movement as you have to go around them and not over them. Um, you know, you place them close to objectives or near a unit that you need to protect. Uh, you know, there's lots of different opportunities there. So you can never really discount those. I just think that they haven't um, they haven't really shown in comparison to the the chalice, their points aren't necessarily um, competitive. Something where you feel like like you wanted to sink the points there. Um, you know, you can get some some different um, opportunities from similar spells, either from the, the from the general like malign sorcery list of spells. Right. There's usually a malign sorcery stand-in or or proxy for this. Um, I think what it ends up being is like. Uh, these other endless spells, like your chalice, is part of like sort of the, the I don't say the build, like but the bone, like the the <laughs> sort of like uh, structure. It's the the blueprint. It's it's already in the blueprint usually for most of your builds. It's like okay, chalice, yes, no, and you just kind of right. check, am I going to take it this time, yes or no? The other ones are like they're not necessarily in that sort of core blueprint of what it what a a, a list looks like. And then by the time you get to okay, I've got some extra points. Am I going to, you know, take it or not? Like you're usually looking elsewhere for that corpse cart. You're you're looking elsewhere for uh, like a cheeky ally, um, or just I need another tenor of ghouls, or because uh, I feel a little light right. now. Um, I think uh, you know you you're probably always buying the command point, so I'd almost even like kind of check that box as just you're always. You're always buying the extra command point as flesh eater courts. You're conceivably always buying one of the battalions, and and then it's a coin flip on whether you're bringing chalice or not. And so you have these sort of like, uh, I'd say you should always be bringing a terrorgeist. Um, so like those are just like costs that are in that list. <laughs> like if you're not bringing a terrorgeist, mm -hmm. I, I would hear arguments for like, oh, I'm just going to go max body spam, so on and so forth. I would hear arguments for it. I 100% would. But like. If you're not playing a terror geist in Flesh Eater Courts, what are you even doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I mean, and it, you know what? You could probably make that argument in the old book, um, but I, I, I'm with you in the new book. If you're not bringing a terror geist, um, you, you don't belong here. Maybe I don't, yeah. I don't know no, which I, way to put it, but no, no, I would never exclude someone based on their interests. But uh, you know, for the sake of hyperbole and joke, yeah, like why, why, uh, like. Why no? Sincerely, why are you here? What what brought you here if it wasn't to play with huge, sweet dragons and or bats? Sure. sure. <laughs> Leave a comment below. Right, bats is the right answer. Yeah, bats is the right answer. Yeah, I I I uh I I say terrorgeist, but I use it interchangeably with zombie dragon. You could be zombie dragon is a little bit more expensive and therefore feels not as good because the terrorgeist with the the, the essentially the crit fishing. Pardon me. Uh, just does work, but the rend is very comparable if you're picking up the the uh, the enhanced rend, and the the sort of like I think they're both spellcasters, but the zombie dragon's got like a cooler like got a pretty cool spell like so you you've got he's got a different spell here. yeah you've got some there are reasons to think about taking a zombie dragon in addition to a terrorgeist is what I'm saying is like so so sometimes you sometimes you take two terror geists, and sometimes you take one terror geist and one zombie dragon. <laughs> and and they really can work well uh, together. Um, Unless you know, you're... Just bringing back. those two different elements to the table. Like, the, the problem you run into when you start getting uh, redundant models, uh, especially with casters um, who don't have a lot of spells, it's less true now than it was before. But, you know, you'd have a terror geist, uh, looking on terror geist, and you have two of them. You have one spell, 
and before the before this book, uh, that was your one spell, and you couldn't cast it more than once in a turn. So yeah, yeah. It, then you were you know arcane bolt, mystic shield. Um, you know with the realms, you had access to other things, and I and I will miss I will miss the spells from the realms. That list um, I showed earlier, pre the current flesh eater court book, where I ended up having six casters on the table with two unique spells between the six of them. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really relied on um, those realm those realm spells right. for just being able to cast anything. You know, right. and there were certain realms I didn't get much use out of, but it was still better than having no option at all. Right, right. I um. I think with the the um this sort of zombie zombie dragon terror guys to see chats kind of latched onto this idea and talking about the unique spells and stuff. Uh, the breath attack for the zombie dragon also uh, something to champion, uh, you yeah. know, decent thing. Yeah, I mean, because it just works, right? Like that's for the most part, right. it just, it just kind of works. Um, I uh, I like I'm with you, kicker. Um, I don't think it's it's a it's a right or wrong thing, but I do favor one terror geist, one zombie dragon personally. Um. I do also really think that the the null deployment list has legs, and in that case, you're taking you're taking two zombie dragons. Um, so so like null deploying your your zombie dragons like in the sky, and then like your your ghouls off the table. Um, like that's, I mean that I really enjoy that that concept. I mean I've basically been doing a way worse version of that with Beast of Chaos for a while. I'm like yo, this army is meant to do this. Like. Yeah, like what's better than ha- what's better than outflank? Oh yeah, having like a dedicated pair of deep strikes on like awesome monsters. Like let's go, and then now against shooting. I mean that's that's your best defense. Dragon in the sky, you can't shoot it now. So that's true. So I like that's that, true. and and uh, I mean you you add in like okay, so maybe you're you're not doing two dragons both in the sky because you want that spicy bite attack right uh, on the on the uh, on the terror guy. So now your blister skin. Uh, you deploy it in the corner, uh, teleport it with the blister skin ability. You've got another zombie. You've got the zombie dragon in the sky. Like now you're cooking with gas. Like you, you've got. You can just suddenly go from like you know, like okay, got my basic deployment on my on my uh, uh, you know, on my objectives on the home base. So, you know, got all my stuff set up. Uh, zo- uh, you know, first your first deployment is going to be zombie dragon in the sky. Give them no information. You can put a terror geist in the flipping corner at the like somewhere middle midway through your deployment once you you know you've set up the stuff and given them this little information and now that blisters can teleport and you're just like woo like here we go like let's fight um, so I like that I personally I, I again this is goes to that like there are there are hidden tactics in this book that I don't think people really had gleaned yet and and that's where you're at um, as a for instance. My list was like a that I was thinking about building and running and stuff. Kind of, I, I I asked myself the question: If I built a list right now for this meta, what would that look like? Once I got rid of my Timmy urge to run Dead Watch, um, <laughs> like once I got rid of my urge to just run Dead Watch and like call and just like call it a day, um, it was essentially a. It was a zombie dragon, a terror geist. Uh, I think it was either a forty block or thirty block of ghouls. I might have trimmed it down to a thirty to afford the chalice, um, mm. the extra command point, an arch regent, possibly a second one, and then like uh, one of the battalions. I think it was a ghoul patrol or something like that. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much the list. And I'm like, I look at that and I go, all right, like 
let's play games. Uh, make a blister skin if you want the teleport tricks and the extra speed, which is super appealing. Uh, uh, or you know, I, I feast day because I like I love command points. <laughs> But so that's just like I, I mean, and I, and I think that's a competent three and two list. Uh, run hot or get lucky. You're looking at a four and one. You know, like and I feel comfortable walking away from a tournament with uh, with that showing. You know, um, and that and that style of list is is what I was seeing. Um, and I think it's pretty similar to what I was playing at uh, at Dragonfall last year, which I borrowed the meat of that list from uh, from Sean from Nuke Doctor. Um, out in the Detroit area, and I think Brendan was running something similar to that at one point. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a solid build with the Ghoul Patrol. I, I think most of us were running it with Crystal Gore just to make the monsters extra hitty. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm sure you could play around with it in uh, in Blisterkin and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we already kind of tackled the like, you know, which one should I run? Um, you know, I think I, I feel confident with like, um. Yeah, maybe one's better for the current meta, but they all bring something to the table that that is desirable depending on your play style. Um, and I would rather you play confidently with something that is your play style than play like sort of you know wishy washy or like uncertain with that isn't your play style. You know, if you're not that KG objective player, you know that's really try to make chess moves with like a teleport and and like super speed zombies then maybe you do want that like the the, the turbo uppercut right like that is the gristle war yeah i'm i'm terrible I'm, I'm a terrible person i i'm definitely a uh run forward and hit things in the face kind of person and it takes me a while to break that habit and try to actually pay actually play things to their strengths and actually make good decisions about oh yeah you're being. You have a oh, bad. So and I are, are, are you know, we're, we're good friends. Who <laughs> you good friends? I mean, uh, Gristle Gore remains like it's got the it's got the parachutes, you know, like to like ooh, like get my value back out of my dragon if I overcommit. Um, you know, so it's so it's got it's still got that like sort of like golden parachutes style like ripcord like just see ya. Um, but you you downplay it like you've got you won a lot of you you've got a wall of trophies with this army as Christian Ware put it uh, <laughs> a best death amongst them um, again you're one of the the, the those opponents that uh, not just opponents just people I see at a tournament I'm just like hell yeah Tanya uh, I go out of my way to talk to you every time for the most part and I will miss Haywo if it wouldn't for the fact that we drove down together some of the at some of these events you know like um, so. Um, I, I, I wouldn't take anything away from it. You, you you put in the time on this army across a, a pair a pair of editions, and I would even say kind of like pseudo three editions, you know, with the the dark ages, uh, right right when points dropped, yeah. you know, that was almost like its own sort of beta test of of what Age of Sigmar <laughs> would look like. So uh, so I mean, you put in the time, uh, you've got the games, um, and yeah, I mean, uh, you it, there's no harm in playing the way you want to play, you know? Um, and, and, uh, yeah. So thanks for coming on. Uh, any, any final thoughts? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great to chat about flushy reports and make my brain start thinking about, uh, Warhammer again, you know, uh, yeah. Hanging out at home most of the time, not being able to do the, the slew of tournaments that uh, I had lined up for the year. Um, Really put a, a damper on some some hobby mojo and, uh, yeah. and a absolutely put a damper on any list writing mojo. 
Um, so it's nice no, I'm to there with you. I'm there with you. And chat and hear some hear some chat gang uh, reason uh, rationale about uh, why I should be taking uh, more gas, even though <laughs> I probably never will. Take take the most gas. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Kyle would Kyle would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you run Death Watch, the Stampede is cute because it's hard to damage you. Yeah, can be. Um, uh, cool King, yeah. And and I just kind of re- catching up on chat here. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of theory craft going right down uh, right now. I, you know, m- most people who are getting in games, it's usually very very smaller scale events or, or personal reps, and there's nothing wrong with that or TTS it, in terms of our uh, you know uh, our area, our region. Um, okay. It, it, you know, get the games and get the joy where you can. Um, I like having an excuse to talk about Age of Sigmar every week because it's, it's something I truly love. And I am feeling the the lack of events as well. Um, it's it's hit my hobby mojo too. Um, I would theoretically be painting Catacross right now if I maintained my schedule. And, like, I will have been playing Nagash anyway despite the Petrifex nerf elite, uh, uh, the Petrifex <laughs> elite nerf. Um and I would just be like, always, yeah, and I would, be on brand. I would still, I would still be having a blast, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that first event after the nerf would, I would have felt like kind of grumpy maybe, but, but it would, it, it takes me casting hand of dust once or like mini gunning a bunch of mystic bolts and I'd be like right back in it. I'm just like, yeah, this is why I play this dude. Like, um, but like, uh, uh, you know, I had my eyes on the, you know, getting my, getting catacros painted gradually so that it like looks great and i haven't touched any of my hobby stuff i was gonna make a display board this year and i some of it it's it's become too easy of an excuse and so my sort of life moment for myself is trying to not use it as an excuse anymore and just find the motivation the spark where i can so um it's become way too easy an excuse to blame COVID for things and it's like yes that's a reality of things that are going on but also um, you know, uh, sometimes you have to spit in the face of God and, t- you know, dare him to throw a lightning bolt at you or, you know, a disease and like just paint instead of, you know, <laughs> daring a lightning bolt. So I guess it's really not like that at all. That metaphor is run away, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, I don't know. I, I need to stop using, using that, uh, all too easy, uh, excuse and just start, just start loving, Loving death again, you know, loving life and and loving uh, death armies. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, thank you for uh, being on. Anything you want to shout out while while you're here? Anything you want to put on blast? Oh, it's uh, it's really nice to be on. Um, I recognize that I'm not the uh, the strongest player of any army. Um, you know, there's some great flesh eater courts players out there that can totally run you down all the uh, competitive everything. Um. You know, but it was fantastic to just be able to chat about this army that I've uh, been having a lot of fun with, really, since Age of Sigmar, yeah. um, since it kind of kicked off. I think it's a, I think it's important to to represent stuff from a from a, a, a broad spectrum of opinion. Um, so thank you, thank you again for being on, uh, Dead Montana. There, uh, burning a thousand RDP to remind everyone that Chat Gang ain't nothing to mess with. Um, I am, of course, the Magical Mr. Mephisto. This has been the Dark Elf Sorceress Tanya uh, talking about Flesh Eater Quartz. Uh, This is uh, Mephisto's Merry Month of Death. So next week, it's the Mystery Death Army. Do I have the hot inside scoop about vampires? Am I just going to talk about 
the low-hanging fruit that is Grand Alliance death? I don't know. It's just going to be a, a is it, it's just going to be a rant cast about Nagash. It's Always just Nagash. Yeah, just 3 hours of talking about Nagash. Is it is it Tomb yes. Kings? Am I am I am I uh, representing our much maligned uh like sort of like uh you know older like our older our older sibling that's that's sort of like moved out the house and already like went to college and you know like we kind of forgot that they they're just like out there living life maybe maybe it's living on life maybe uh maybe maybe it's tomb kings i think that's what i put down in the schedule on but uh you'll just have to tune in next week to find out so awesome. so <laughs> it's never tomb kings <laughs> so uh chat gang thank you for joining us tonight you are the show within the show you're the reason we do this thing remember to drink your milk pay your taxes and i will see you very soon because i got meftober to continue after this so Speaking of death, dead space. <laughs> uh, Elf Joe saying thank you. All right, good night, everybody. Yeah, Mass Effect. You will not bait me, G-Dad. You will not bait me. Good night, everybody. Good night, Tanya. Bye.